Hello, and welcome to Supply Chain A to Z. I'm Trisha Kearns, Professor of Supply Chain Management at Governor State University and Associate Director of the new Supply Chain Innovation Center and Business Incubator. Whether you're a business owner or a supply chain professional, or simply interested in supply chain trends, we invite you to hear from industry experts who are leaders of supply chain. Stick around to learn more. Hi, Trisha Kearns here, excited. I have a guest speaker today to, to really help us understand what is happening at the ports. We're seeing it on the news. We're seeing it in our grocery stores and our retailers. I wanna introduce Mike Tisha, Vice President of Sales at Eamons Air and Sea. Mike, welcome to our podcast. Thank you, thank you for having me. Absolutely, Mike, let's start out with the, you know, the, the great fine question of what is happening at the port situation in the United States. Okay, so to kind of realize what is happening at the ports, there, it's a very broad-based question. Um, so when you look back at logistics, you think about you know the U.S. importing from Asia. So I like to, any customers, any um, buddy that I kind of deal with logistics with is kind of walk them through how did we get here. So when you take back numbers, data, um, back from 1985, the U.S. had a positive trade balance with Asia, about 293 million. Today, we sit at, at about 43 billion on a negative uh, trade balance. Wow. So, yes. So when you look at logistics as a whole, um, you know, it's been straightened out over time here and the U S market is more or less a just in time market. So you look at, um, what, what, what has the industry done? So you take, um, the railroads, um, you take ocean containers or shipping lines, um, and their biggest, their biggest, uh, move forward was to have lower inventories which also lowered the cost for shipping, shippers or Constantine's customers. Um, since, you know, data shows since 2017, your major railroads, your uh, Union Pacific, CSX, Norfolk, Southern, have all been cutting costs. Since about 2017, they're just over 22% of their workforce has been laid off. So when you look at the abundance or influx of shipping you don't realize before the pandemic before covid logistics as a whole the supply chain was running at full speed so when you take into the effect of covid you know these cost cutting systems you know the railroads had something what we called precision scheduled railroading which was their cost cutting system to make sure everything was finely tuned hence the 22 plus or 22 percent plus of employees on the railroad were let go. Um, when delays happen, you know, it's a ripple down effect with anything. Um, you know, you really don't think about the movement of containers, the chassis, the, um, you know, open top containers, reefer containers. And then when COVID hit, it really throws a monkey wrench into everything that we do. 
because as you could tell back in 2020 when it hit it wasn't a, everybody at once it was a country by a country basis you know asia hit first um a lot of that backlog you know you had factories shutting down for 30-day cycles which slows shipping office so things such as you know your companies that do office furniture things like that are, are all completely depleted because there's really no purchasing so late spring of 2020 um you know was kind of the realization that you know this is going to last a little bit longer than you know the 15-day curve that you know the prior administration had kind of thrown out there to lower the curve of COVID spread well from that point you know your everyday people me included you know we started ordering a lot more you know the government assistant was, assistance was coming out you know a lot of families were getting thousands of dollars in checks in order to you know stay afloat some may not have needed it but they had an influx and in cash in their pockets so what did what does our everyday american do we go out and you know we buy pelotons we buy workout equipment we um, purchase materials for home renovation projects all that really started to hit the supply chain third quarter and on of 2020 and um, towards the end of November, December of 2020 is when rate you started to see the rates really start increasing. Um, on the air freight portion, the rates were kind of went through the roof August, September of 2020. Um, normally here in Detroit, you know, an air freight would be three to five dollars a kilo at a cost into Detroit. August, September time last year, we were roughly 25 to 28 dollars a kilo. Wow. So yeah. So the the carriers were have been getting very very rich off of the pandemic, understandably so. Um, so then you add all that in, you know, when you think about like I stated earlier, we were already at max capacity before COVID hit. Now you have a total influx in buying. Um, you've got a scarcity of raw materials because many people aren't working. And then, you know, we have the, the ports are an utter disaster. Um, that coming in, um, you know, tappled on with, you know, restrictions on truckers, whether it be a few years ago when they came out with the uh, trucker uh, drive time being logged electronically. A lot of the owner-operators at that time could not um, afford to stay afloat, so they got out of the business. Um, ports like LA requiring newer vehicles to enter the port. And then, you know, a lot of the owner-operators at that time said, you know, we're not going to buy a new vehicle just to pick up, you know, containers out of the port. So they got out of the business. So right now we're stuck in a situation where, you know, we're really, really backlogged due to driver shortages, railroads way over capacity, and to put that on on an export basis, the rates for an export container from out of the out of the U.S. into Asia never really jumped like they did on the import side. So, um, what the carriers have found also, which you know really doesn't get brought in the news. 
they make more money if they ship these these shipping containers or you know the ships back to Asia. All the containers on there are completely empty. Enough imports coming to us to you know make up for the export. I'm take 2018 2019 your average steamship line might ship 50 to 70 percent of that steamship line full containers the rest of that 30 percent was just empty containers in order to get them back into rotation asia thailand vietnam you know any transpac eastbound so now what they're doing or what they had been doing is a lot of export customers are they feeling the um, effects of it is a lot of the Asian-based carriers are actually canceling bookings, which we call blank sailings, in order to ship all those containers back empty. Because the two to three grand that they make going that way added on to the travel time and the amount of gas that it costs, they don't make enough money. So if they can get those containers back a week to 10 days earlier into Asia and make twenty to $30,000 a container compared to the two to three, you know, it, it really, you know, business, business wise, that's kind of the decision they've made. So as a whole, you know, just understanding how logistics has run, how we're just a just in time industry in the U.S. here. That's kind of how we've gotten put into the situation right now. All the ports, whether it be airports, CFS stations or, you know, local Long Beach, East Coast, Norfolk, Seattle. Wow. So that I mean, that sounds pretty desperate. Um, and it also, <laughs> it also makes me a little nervous about, from a business perspective, what's going to happen to consumer prices in the future to help offset those increased costs? What's going to, the consumer prices, I mean, that's what you're seeing right now is with inflation is that, you know, those prices, you know, for the most part, early on in the pandemic, a lot of, a lot of customers, you know, they were splitting it, you know, whether it be the the shipper was splitting it along with the constantly here and then to the end user. But now as these prices continue to, to increase on a month-to-month basis, um, they've reached the breaking point where they can't take on any more costs. Like the rest of that cost, those increase in those containers, the per piece is all being pushed under the customer. Right. And obviously if you push too much and too fast and income doesn't start to match that, inflation will start to pick up and our buying habits will start to shift. So, and what time for that to happen as we're moving into the holiday season. And as we know, a lot of our big retailers on the holiday season to offset some of their revenue streams for the year. So Tell me a little bit about, I'm reading about some big box stores are getting creative in ways of getting product. What, what are they thinking? What are they doing out there? Yeah, so big box real t- retailers are really going to clean up this holiday season rather than your regular mom and pop shop that brings in Christmas toys and what have you. Because right now, as we know, there's record numbers of vessels on Long Beach. Um, along the East Coast, just last week was up to 174 vessels were stuck along the major ports on the West Coast. Well, what the bigger box retailers have now done, um, you know, you might hear about this. Anybody that knows anything about shipping, you know, we talk about chartering aircrafts for bigger, bigger shipments from overseas or exporting to Europe, Germany, you know, wherever else in Europe. 
inner Asia. Um, what the, these box retailers have done now is they're actually chartering vessels. So for them, chartering vessels, they are not the mega ships that uh, the industry has been pushing to build these billion dollar ships that can hold 20,000 TU plus, they're the smaller vessels. So it's, it's very interesting because I did some just some data checking on what the cost was. So pre-pandemic, to charter a vessel that might have two to 3,000 containers on it, you were looking at a roughly ten to $15,000 a day operating cost. Wow. Right now, today, these vessels are being leased chartered for $80,000 a day. So the big box retailers that have the backing, you know, have the money to do this, have taken taken this over not to eat the fifteen to you know twelve thousand dollars to the West Coast or like for us here in Detroit, twenty five to twenty eight thousand dollar container prices. They've chartered these vessels in order to get their goods in time for the holiday season. So what that does for them is with these smaller vessels, they're not required to go to these major ports. So the smaller ports you might have seen on the news, like your Texas and your Florida, has you know offered help. You know, we we can help offload these containers. Well, with these massive box retailers, they're so set up supply chain wise, your Amazons, they've got DCs all throughout the US. So for them, it's just a change in direction to reroute trucks to certain origins, whether it be Florida, Texas, along the East Coast and the smaller ports. And they're not getting stuck in these um, congested areas like the West Coast, Long Beach. They're able to move freely and get them right to their DCs and then distribute from there. Wow. Uh, yeah. So the industry as a whole, it's rapidly changing um on a day-to-day basis um so it's it's just unique it's interesting to just kind of see how they've averted a lot of this disaster right now because about june july they were stuck and that's when the first home depot actually started the charting service they were the first big box retailer to really push um charting their own vessels so you should see come Holiday season, you box retailers are going to have a lot more goods on the shelves than your smaller mom and pops, which, you know, isn't the greatest for everyone, but um, understandably, that's kind of how the industry works. Right. And that's certainly going to put the squeeze on our small retailers who are already suffering with some of the e-commerce buying that takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be interesting on the other side of it. Mike, thank you so much. Hey, and I just want to give you a minute, share with our listeners, you know, uh, how to reach you, what kind of services you could provide. Um, and even, you know, this kind of discussion, I bet okay. of our listeners might be interested in that. Yeah. Um, so Heman's Air and Sea is a uh, global NBOCC, so non-vessel operating common carrier. Um, we offer air freight, ocean freight, licensed customs brokering anywhere in the U.S., um, low LTL, full truckload business. Um, you know, we're part of a larger, larger organization out of Germany, Eamons Group, uh, owner-operated 
started in uh, the Munich area. So um, I've been in this industry 13 years. Um, if you need to reach out to us, you could go to our website at emensusa.com or you can send me an email at m p is in paul i s h a at emensusa.com and i'd be happy to help anybody out there great mike and thanks so much again for your time today it's been educational and it will be interesting to see how this all works out as we enter into 2022 so thanks again thank you